Hey guys, so today you and I are going to talk about interview questions. So let's get into it. So the question in question was, Frederick, could you go over the following interview questions and good answers? Yeah, sure. Um, so the first, this is a little bit of a treat. This is uh, this is something different. Uh, it could be fun. Uh, do more, uh, do more of these. Hey, here are random interview questions. Let's hear Frederick answer them and see see if we would hire him. Anywho, first question: What is your favorite project? Well, uh, that's a little bit vague. Um, does that mean like an archetype of project, like something that I would have done myself, or does it mean like a just a general project, like an open source project or something like that? I don't really know. If uh, we're if it's one of my own favorite projects, if it's something that I'm myself working on, uh, it's really like I've made a few that I thought was, you know, they were pretty neat. The one I'm working on right now is my favorite one, which is, it's basically a asset management system or like a content management system for fantasy stories, where basically I've try, I'm trying to create a resource management system for different assets, like everything from pictures and images to maps and etc etc for people who like f want to build a fantasy world if it's for like a game or for a storybook or something like that and the thing that is you that uh, I use it for mostly is because is the uh, generation of assets so most content management systems require you to manually input content and things like that but and the goal of my project is basically that uh, I want to get deeper into machine learning and AI programming and so I figured okay I have a lot of uh, these sorts of you know I play some of these role-playing games at times with my friends and one of the things that is problematic with that is that when you want to put together like a game session for in say something like Dungeons and Dragons or similar sort of thing it takes some time unless you want to buy already made adventures it takes time to think up all the characters and think up all the storylines and things like that so I thought well I want to learn more about AI programming. Maybe I could simplify that. Maybe I could use my AI skills to generate content. So right now I'm working on generating images of different characters uh, and simulating events. So I want this sort of like I want you to be able to go in and add your own stuff, but I also want you to be able to just simulate based on current states of the system evolution of the game so the world actually grows sort of like an ant farm or something like that it evolves without your intervention and then you can tweak and do things like that and that usually gives you like all this extra assets and all these different characters to play around with so that you can f uh, in a quicker way create your own adventure that's my favorite project uh, of my own if we are talking about external projects well uh, I have different favorites depending on like what we're talking about 
So TC39 would be one if we're not talking code related projects because I believe that the best thing ever that the, the one of the best decisions that it was ever made was to open to sort of crowdsource or open source the JavaScript standards because I believe that JavaScript is one of those languages which is it, the, the thing that makes it special is that it is it's not really owned per se by any one company it is a community initiative like its continued evolution is tied into the web as a platform in many ways, which I think is extremely important for because it's sort of it's it's like a it's like the uh, it 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 it's the borderland between all of these different stakeholders within the web. You have your browser vendors like these like gigantic companies, and they sort of can agree on that this is a good uh, like this is a good investment, and then we have us developers and so forth and so forth. And in a similar way, if we're talking about that, that's what I feel about Rust, the programming language. It's also so one of those languages where this in this case it's Mozilla who's owning it, but it's also it's closer to to JavaScript as well because I really do believe that it would be very it's really great when you deal with these sorts of universal languages and I do believe that there is no competitor in the scripting language uh, world for JavaScript the same sort of thing is true for Rust where you can create a ecosystem and a like a movement behind these sorts of languages and if they're really good and really efficient at um, evolving, they. Well, I don't know. I'm an, I'm an idealist, so it makes me sort of happy to see that, uh, to sort of prove that something that is like the most dominant thing on the planet, does it doesn't have to be owned by one of these gigantic super corporations, and it can actually be something that is community driven. But uh, otherwise, favorite projects, I think in front-end land, React is really, really great. I think that's a great project, um, be, mostly because it's an easy way to be productive. If we talk about, once again, idealism, I like Polymer, because I think Polymer has the idealistic right mindset around front-end development. If we go back-end, I would say Kubernetes is, uh, well, the, maybe you call that I mean, DevOps if you want to really split hairs or ops. Kubernetes is a really great backend project, uh, which I enjoy a lot. Uh, it made so many things for uh, it made so many things much easier. But we, I mean, we can just kind of scale it down as well and talk about. I think Prometheus is a very nifty uh, database to have around if you pair it with, say, Grafana. So Grafana is probably one of my favorite um, backend projects, or like it's not necessarily backend. Uh, I use it in I've used it in practically every op setup I've ever had. If we talk backend languages, so if so TypeScript is probably one of my, is the favorite product for me at the very least when it comes to if we're if we consider Node.js and TypeScript and uh, Node.js etc etc. Uh, what else can I say? Well, in Java, Spring Boot is like my favorite project so I don't really know what you're looking for anywho the second question was what are these what are the struggles you face you face while being while working remotely well 
A common one is isolation from the team. You don't get as much face time. Well, that is the idea at the very least. You don't get the same amount of face time. You don't get the same sort of sensation of unity. Communication can be more of a challenge because you're not sitting next to each other. Honestly, I've always found this to be a little bit of uh, personal problems. Rather, It's more of a personal problem that I found it to be a practical, real reason. But this is the most common one. And I've always found that as long as you build up a like a good a, a good team spirit, this is almost not an issue. Uh, I have a rule that I've used for have followed a few for in a few teams where if something takes more than two sentences, you do a video conference conference uh, about the thing instead, because the reality is that the conversations you can have about code, collaboration, all this stuff can happen in a remote working environment. It's just that people don't don't do it. It's really not something that can't be done. It's more of a laziness convention sort of thing, right? It's similar to some in some cases, you know, people like they don't talk to each other they send texts they text each other like that sort of thing right and it's not really because they can't pick up the phone and call somebody and have a, a conversation it is because this is the way they decide to have the interaction it's less efficient it causes all these issues but they don't care enough or like they feel in feel a different way so they sort of do this instead of doing the thing that might be more in some cases healthier for them uh, but apart from that challenges being faced with remote well I don't really see many challenges apart from that, unless we consider the management perspective and let's say you can't truly trust your like your workers, then there might be concerns related to productivity and uh, commitment, etc, etc. And then of course time zones is a factor. Never, ever, 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 ever work uh, with uh, really large gaps in time zones uh, when you're hiring remote or you're working with remote workers it always comes down comes back to bite you that's at least my experience so what i want you to take away from this is that my favorite projects is like impossible for me to say you without knowing what exactly sort of thing you want to talk about idealistically tc39 if we're non-code or typescript if we're like front-end land-ish is probably my favorite projects back-end wise idealistically rust is like the best thing ever uh, ops is kubernetes is a really really great project or uh, i like grafana and prometheus for metrics analytics metrics and analytics things like that but i mean i really think sto is pretty nice as well depending on what we're looking for at uh, pure pure backend stuff well deno is a really nice product because i'm already sold on typescript so i think it's pretty nice uh, what's happening with deno uh, and for the second question what struggles are faced while being remote it's usually the isolation if you let it if you don't create a good team culture it's really easy for you to never talk to your co-workers and cause the situation where like every conversation takes longer because you're always sending just comments in GitHub or things like that. But I've always found it to be very easy to mitigate that isolation by actually having a commitment within the team 
to do video conferences and pair pro a few pair programming sessions and so forth and so forth but it is a fact that you should be aware of it and of course as the manager or like the team leader whatever you might be you have to be on the lookout for people who might not be able to handle the personal responsibility that comes with working remotely or working from home or something like that uh, because some people actually thrive and like they, they actually do better and some people have a hard time dealing with it. It's sort of like some people can have a home gym and still get into shape and some people need to be sort of forced to go to the gym in order to maintain things and so forth. Have a great day.